0: and welcome to the comics is our better podcast where we cover the world of independent comics i am one of your hosts brian and with me as always are the other two parts of the cdb crew uh carrie and darcy
1: hello hello
0: how are you both doing today
1: my leg itches my tattoos in a healing phase
0: congratulations on the new tattoo
1: awesome i took a covid
2: test yeah also awesome Hmm. i have nothing else going on so i have to be
0: excited about something yeah. <laughs> i guess you have to remain positive you know hopefully
1: um, remain negative actually yeah. well, you remain know
0: positive in your feelings negative in <laughs> negative in my results
1: <laughs> yeah. i want a shirt that
0: says that Yeah, positively <laughs> positively negative or something there we like go that. <laughs> okay well uh we do have a good show today, and we also have a lot of news. So uh, let's get it going. Uh, first, I guess I'm going to start with the biggest thing, um, which is the Eisner Awards were announced during Comic Con. Not a lot of indie comic uh, news during the Comic Con this year. Not a lot of news. Period. This was a really quiet Comic Con, but um, but yeah. And, and as for Eisners, uh, unlike last year, hardly any um, independent comics won. Which this surprising. was. A- yeah, there was a lot of uh dc mm-hmm. and marvel but you know just a quick go through here some highlights um best continuing series asagi Jimbo* by sansakai i mean yeah of course yeah. um uh biggest uh limited series but best limits limited series uh superman's Pal* jimmy olsen um fan big fan of that so i want to announce that um yeah. yeah black widow by kelly thompson was best new series um uh, and um, Superman Smashes the Clan was uh, best publication for kids.
1: That so, was well-deserved, I thought.
0: Oh, definitely. I agree. So Jin Luen Yang won there. And he also won for, um, that was for 9 through 12. And he also won 13 through 17 uh, with Dragon Hoops. Which so very good. Also very good. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah. Um, oh, the um, Best Anthology in Menopause, a comic treatment. Uh, I've heard many good things about that. So I'm glad that they won. Uh, best reality-based work, Kent State. We've already talked about that once before. Sorry, yeah. And um, let's see if there's anything else. Um, Super Venus Mashes the *Clan* one best adaptation. Of course, that was mm-hmm. definitely uh Best writer and artist, unfortunately, beating Trang win Nguyen um, was Jinji Ito. But if you're going to get beat by someone, <laughs> it's <gonna> be, <laughs> it's okay to be Jinji Ito, you know? Yeah. So And that was for uh, Remini and Venus in the blind spot. So,
2: so really quick uh, side note on Junji Ito, if you go to your local Barnes and Noble and you are at the cash wrap, you will see all the Junji Ito books shrink wrapped in the back. Mm. I thought I asked one of the cashiers because I thought it was for um, like graphic, maybe like if they were graphic or like whatever. Um, they said no, that the Junji Ito books, whether paperback or hardcover are the most stolen item, and or um, defaced, so they have to keep all his books behind the counter. That's I thought that was really interesting. Out so of all the books in, in Barnes and Noble, his books will be uh, the most stolen item.
0: It's so weird.
2: That's my uh, factoid
0: about <laughs> that. So sorry. It's so specific. Too. It's, it's super so odd. Specific that that um, that he's targeted like targeted like that. Yeah, looks, exactly. We'll continue. Um, sorry. But, uh, okay, I'll, just two more I want to mention, uh, because you kind of have to do with our show as well. Um, best Academic and Scholarly Work, uh, the content of our caricature, I can never say that word, America, uh, of African American comic art and political belonging by Rebecca Wanzo. Um, and um, Best Digital Comic was Friday by Ed Brubaker and Marcos Martin, um, which is on Panel Syndicate, which I, I know we've mentioned a few times and we've covered some books on there, so I wanted to... <laughs> So shout out to panel syndicate and glad that they they're getting some recognition.
1: Sounds a lot of fun. Yeah, that first one sounded really interesting. Might have to look into that.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. like uh, I thought we might have talked about that before, but maybe not. But yeah, no, that's definitely something that it's it's in the subject matter that we have brought up before. So yeah. definitely something. Um, now, next piece of news will so be really fast. Um, short box. Uh, the last one, uh, I think we've announced we talked about earlier that there were the next short box was going to be the last one right and it has been announced and it is on kickstarter right now for the next i believe 15 more days so about 13 more days once this uh um this episode comes out uh, you get five comics original comics and some candy um it's 35 35- mm-hmm. 35 british pounds so it's about 49 us dollars if you're over here uh, i'm not sure how much that is in australian dollar dues but uh um, this will be a little bit more. <laughs>
2: are you kidding did you just call it dollar it's, it's a, a thing dollar.
1: yeah okay <laughs> All <laughs> All right.
2: for a second i thought you
1: we were gonna
0: have to edit that out sorry. Uh, no 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 <laughs> it's i think <laughs> okay. i think it's a simpsons reference actually yeah
2: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> sorry um, good good.
0: but um the books that are featured on this one is uh gristle by lily blakely um Bun's Comfort Food Corner by Chu Nap. Always happy to have food comments. Uh, Temple by Jack T. Cole, uh, who does um, Tartarus. So, yeah, definitely good artist. Um, Moving by Luis Yang. Um, and I See a Night by Julia Vicente. And uh, they all look really good. <laughs> they're all pretty. And they're all very, like, you know, we know is quality. So it's it's definitely worth... Uh, um, check it out if you're a fan of uh, indie comics
1: yeah okay
0: next we have I'll go to the next one because the other one's not loading um humble bundle is actually doing a 2000 AD um mostly centric on Judge Dredd comics uh, right now um so like 25 dollars is the highest here you get 54 items um mostly Judge Dredd so if you're a fan of uh Dredd or you wanted to get into them. Definitely check that out. Um, he, um, um two thousand eighty is a huge blind spot for me, so I okay. might, might pick it up just to get interesting. And that that's about nineteen days in right now, so about seventeen days uh, from when you are hearing this episode.
1: Yeah, Judge hearing. Judge dreads about the only thing really I've read from two thousand eighty. I need to read more there. Wait.
0: Which I've only seen the two Judge Dread movies. That's the only experience I've had. One's very good, and one's, one's very, very bad. bad.
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. No, I've, I've read some of the comics, and they're really interesting. But yeah, I've not really read much outside of Judge Dread, um, and that's bad. I think. I think there's good yeah. stuff there. So I, I same. I need. I need oh. to expand myself outside of that with two thousand
0: eighty. definitely, I mean, like, there's so many great um, UK writers and artists that got their start absolutely 2018 so it's just like history wise it's just like we're probably worth checking out
1: right we, yeah i mean
0: grant morrison for you know the example alan moore as well you know i mean they mm-hmm. definitely all, all contributed to 2018
1: yeah we'll have to look into that and find something
0: definitely okay um trans um there's a um another kickstarter uh besides the um short box one that is starting on well it started on tuesday starting today we're recording on tuesday um and it is a trans and non-binary comics anthology called the outside and it is uh being launched by cow studios and um it is uh basically being curated by a comics-based comic artist vincent cow um which is K A O. I might be pronouncing it incorrectly um but um he he was inspired to to write it, or to, to curate this after um, um, interacting with the readers of his comic uh, Magical Boy. So um, this the art that they've released so far looks great. Um, there's um, the 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 contributors so far are um, you know I part do my best for for saying these names right. Um, Apocalypse Ashy Jam Aiden Kylo Aiko. Leigh Schaefer, Lian Kobalius, Maddie Takobas, Man Time, um, Min Christensen, Nifty Fox, Sage Coffee, Tara Madison Avery, Toonie, Veronica Jane, Wei, and Jen. So um, I am not fully familiar with, with any of those creators, but the art that they're showing from these creators is, looks fantastic. So I would say it's, it's for A good cause, and it's good to read about stuff like this. So, I would definitely uh check
1: it out. Yeah, that's awesome! Cool, okay. I think that's it for
0: oh. Um, we have one last thing. Um, uh, Darcy, th- um, you put this piece of news and the thing do you want to talk about this one yeah it's not some?
1: a huge thing there's just um if you're into horror anthologies or horror comics in general there's a horror anthology coming out um that they just released some basic information on from aftershock that's coming out for halloween which is still a while away but you know holidays in america my mom just bought a t-shirt for halloween so nice. They're moving that shit up. Um, It's called After Dark. Uh, It's going to be a one shot, 48 pages. Um, There's four creative teams for it. Cullen Bunn, Jim Starlin, Joe Pruitt, uh, Frank Thierry. Um, Artists are going to be Cliff Richards, Nicole Jelenic. Uh, Oh, I'm not going to be able to say this. I (laughs) do apologize. You want to help me out? Um, I have no clue.
0: Uh, Simon?
1: Is it just Simon? Um,
0: I think it's Simon.
1: I am yeah. so sorry. I really apologize it's, with that. I freaked the heck out. There it, were too many. It, there was a Z and a Y just, and an S. Yeah, I, it's, I it's, really apologize. That is so not, my fault.
0: The English way that you usually see it.
1: My <laughs> apologies. Right. Um, and Joe Azima, um, And who's on? Oh, Letters and Colors by Guy Major. Um, I don't think there's a ton of information on it yet. I would think they're all starting to probably it's done at this point yes. um but i i was kind of like eh, it's kind of a basic group of writers for horror it's not like it doesn't sound like it's anything too out of the box uh but the um article from screen rant was what i saw from it and the art is just so yeah. like the covers and the sample pages that were in it were just so freaking amazing that even though I was kind of like oh well it doesn't sound like anything too out of the box for horror you know maybe I'll just go back to duh, duh, duh. oh man the art's so good <laughs> so I think I'm probably going to be in this regardless
0: <laughs> no it, it totally it looks great and I, I like it when anthologies have like the same like, colorist through the whole thing. Yeah, and, it's yeah, definitely so, gonna
1: have a, a continuous kind of tone to it.
0: Exactly, and and Guy Major, he's been coloring books since the nineties, so I'm sure it's it'll be great.
1: It, yeah, it just it looks gorgeous.
0: Does definitely. Okay, well, speaking of gorgeous, it's time now we talk about our. Um, our spotlights, which are always gorgeous books to talk about. I'm trying here. <laughs> nice segue. <laughs> Work for me. Okay. Well, um, you know, uh, the do, 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 do you want to go first or people
2: with fevers go first? Okay. So poor, well, okay. So, in that case,
0: I'll go. No, I'm just <laughs> All right. So,
2: um, this book. Oh wow. Sorry. Thinking. Okay, the book in. The book that I'm, i chose for my spotlight wow words are leaving my body as i try to say them so it's by fantagraphics and um it's a book called the thud by mikhail ross he is a german comic writer and artist and um the thud is about a developmentally delayed boy whose mother has a stroke and he's sent to a village um called and I don't know how to say this, so I, I apologize. Newer, the Newer Corrode, it's, um, that's my best attempt. And it is a, a largely populated village um, somewhere in Germany that is actually run by um, developmentally delayed individuals. So um, it's about the, the, the person, the, the son of the mom in the book being sent there after mom has stroke. And it's the first time he's ever been away from home. Um, And he's frightened and he doesn't know at at what point who he can trust and who he can confide in. So it's about him learning to kind of become his own individual and make these relationships and these connections. Um, I've said it multiple times, I work with special needs students, stuff like this has a really um, special place in my heart. It's done really well. Um, it's very, uh, Mikhail, he re- actually, this place exists in Germany. He It looks like Mikhail is from Munich. And so I don't know exactly where this village is in Germany, but he actually studied there for a few years. Um, he's an educator as well. So this book is done with a lot of um, compassion and empathy and just trying to not fetishize people with developmental disabilities, but humanize them. And I think a lot of times in, um, media people with DD or ID, they're, um, they're fetishized and they're shown it's a, it's a plot point. It's Mm -hmm. not ever anything that's just normal, you know, like people like that exist, and they just want to live and, you know, and thrive. And so, the way that this book is done is really nice. And um, the artwork is really cute. It's not my favorite style, but um, if you remember the, it kind of has like a Calvin and Hobbes type of artistry feel to it. Um, nice. And the col- the coloring's very, you know, nice. Uh, lots of like, gosh, I was going to say divergent. It was because I was in the YA section and that word has stuck with me today. So um, not divergent, obviously, but it's like striking, like striking colors. Um, really good. I'm actually really super excited to uh, to finish reading it. I was peeking around it around in the book earlier before we started recording. So um, I'm always for books like this. And I think they're important to add to the repertoire of people who like reading i just we need to hear all sorts of voices including those with intellectual and developmental disabilities so pretty
0: cool yeah no it, it, it i it's also an oversized edition which i'm always happy because that lets to the art kind of shine you know so yeah
2: and it's you know and it was it was within my price point and um i'm loving barnes and noble right now because all of the graphic novels we're buying um they let me use my educators discount <laughs> so i'm all for it That's so this good. is it, it looks very good i highly recommend it uh,
0: yeah,
1: no. that sounds awesome
0: it's pretty awesome. cool yeah especially like i mean just like a couple of years ago like the predator uh movie and where the 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 like the main character's son's autistic and therefore he has superpowers the, and he becomes the new predator, apex predator on Earth. Yeah. Stuff like that needs to be kind of changed. So I'm glad that books like this are being- Yeah, great.
2: one day we'll get in, we should totally have an episode just about like the fetishized types of people within media mm-hmm. and how they're just plot points because it's not just obviously people with ID or DD, but it's all
0: sorts of- it's lots of disabilities yes
1: yeah and they do that a lot it's it's very much done in comics a lot it's
0: it is and or even even like you know like gender identity and sexual preferences those are fetishized as well so yeah yeah Some yeah but
2: that's my book yay
0: sounds very cool thank you i'm actually probably gonna steal that from you too so (laughs) all right um darcy you want to go next
1: yeah um i have not read this yet it's not made it to me yet Uh, but kasama by uh, alan maridio Um, It's a Canadian comic that's published through Anak Publishing Worker Cooperative. Um, Mm. So I think it's kind of like a local publishing, like a a local, local publishing that's been done here. Uh, You can't, as far as I could find, buy it um, digitally in any way or through like some sort of national or international publishing. Uh, it's, It's only being sold through them, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, you can buy it at uh, some Canadian bookstores Uh, there's two places in Winnipeg and two places in Montreal that they said you could buy it at Um, and that looked like it Um, there's got to be more places you can buy this in Canada but um, (laughs) I'm not in Canada I'm in America so uh, I'm ordering it uh, it is. The cover is so fantastic. It's yeah. bright pink and black, and oh. it's really dynamic. Yeah. I adore it. It's about these uh, two girls, Kia and Alison, who um, I think probably go to the Philippines, uh, uh, Orchidias, um, because Alan uh, himself is a, like Canadian Filipino. Um, And it mentions in his bio that, like, he goes back as, like, a tourist to the Philippines, and he's got, like, this sort of, um, this expression of himself. So I think the way that it's expressed in the description of the book, I think that's probably what Kia and Allison are going through. And so they go to the Philippines, and they're just kind of, like, going to this area, and they're unaware that they're soon going to face the most notorious creatures that have ever oppressed the islands. Um, Hmm. And so, like the art is really colorful and very interesting these characters have uh they all look incredibly different and um there's this good um kind of tropical atmosphere to it um I don't know it just looks really really good I'm super excited about it I can't wait to read it
0: it's awesome it looks awesome yeah no it, yeah, the art looks great and yeah that cover is really really striking the I like that
1: awesome lot. awesome awesome yeah yeah they I, i'm guessing it's kind of I, they one of the girls has very much a huge fighting stance the other looks kind of a little bit more defensive so i'm guessing yeah. they're actually going to fight this thing but maybe not maybe it's just a cover i don't know it looks super badass um yeah i'm excited for it well
0: cover cool. sell books and cover sell books and being... it is
1: yeah it is a cover <laughs> let me tell you it's great
0: it's <laughs> great and it,
1: it came out in may so it hasn't been out very long oh cool. okay
0: so so it's it's not even pre ordered you can you can actually no it, it is it, it is
1: out now oh, um, sweet. I, I just only recently found out about it it came across my like google news mm-hmm. recommends i have no idea why i mean i like comics so random shit shows up in my google news all the time yeah. um and i like you know southeast asian stuff so this definitely fits my bag of you know yeah. google knows what i like uh, but <laughs> you know this was a less easier one to um get a hold of and i fully approve of that give me more random shit mm-hmm. so, so i'm right. excited about exactly. this
0: exactly it's so hard to find like news on random stuff in comics. So it yeah. is.
1: Yeah. I haven't seen really many people reporting on this. So I'm I'm kind of excited about it.
0: I get paid on Friday, couldn't get this <laughs>
1: Go for it. Yeah. I get Never. I get paid on Friday the thirty first. I get paid whatever yes. the last day that's a day is thirtieth. Yeah. I get paid on the thirtieth.
0: Nice so perfect yeah um, okay so yeah, it's,
1: it's not cheap now this this one's going to set you back it's 1995 Canadian so it's oh, it like bad. 30 fucking dollars yeah, which <laughs> With shipping it's it's not it's not cheap
0: yeah yeah it was, but it looks like it's worth it and you're supporting a young artist a, writer, and
1: a really a independent voice really independent book book uh publisher that's awesome because it's not just it's not just um i I don't think it's just comics one of the booksellers that's selling it is the anak filipina and books so they've got their own like bookstore too in winnipeg awesome um so yeah they're they're like a publisher and a bookstore yeah it's it's a whole thing
2: wow and also uh side story side note uh the Phil- uh, the philippines won their first gold medal ever yes they did so that Yay! was fucking awesome That's i was awesome. super happy and female weightlifter bodybuilder mm-hmm. fuck yeah that was really cool
0: we have to find some good lumpia in this area and celebrate the right way with some good food <laughs> okay well um so this was not planned because i didn't know that we all did this but we all chose books that we haven't read yet for our uh, for our spotlights um i was going last night going through august to figure out kind of a preliminary um you know list of books i want to check out and read and i came across a book that's coming out on august 4th uh, called the me you love in the dark by scotty young uh, jorge corona uh, Jean-Francois Balou and Nate Piecos um, and like I said it's coming out on August 4th um, Scotty Young and Jorge, Jorge Corona did uh, Middle West um, a, a couple years ago uh, very beautiful kind of like real world fantasy comic and I when I was reading it I I liked it a lot but I felt like there was another story that could be told by these creators like a darker story that would that that would also be great to to read and and i guess someone heard my thoughts because (laughs) this book it seems like it's going to be a lot darker than uh middle west and uh i actually kind of just wrote out the uh the description because that's sometimes the best way to uh to describe things, <laughs> with a description, of course. Uh, an artist uh, named Roe retreats from the grind of the city to an old house in a small town to find solace and inspiration without realizing the muse within is not that what she's expected. And it says like fans of Stephen King and Neil Gaiman will enjoy this beautiful, dark and disturbing story of, of discovery, love and terror. So it sounds like a gothic horror book and I like Neil Gaiman and I like Stephen King, so yeah, sounds like something that'll Very be
1: good. cool.
0: Yeah, they are good. Yeah, um, Jorge Corna is kind of like one of those artists that doesn't do much or or doesn't get a lot of like a lot of like praise or advertise. You know, like a lot of people don't talk about him a lot, and they should because he's a great artist. So. Very cool. Okay, all right. So I think we're gonna go move on to our main course of our episode, which I didn't say last, I didn't say earlier what it was. Um, Oh, uh, before we do that, um, do you guys wanna talk about um, I'm Not Starfire real quick, even though it's not an indie comic?
1: Sure, Uh, throw that out real fast. Um, I read I Am Not Starfire, it came out, I read it, it's great. I've been super pissed off uh, since it they released that they were talking about doing it like two years ago or whenever that was. Uh, they dropped it and people have been pissed off about it since they released the first art for it, since they released that Tamaki was doing it, uh, people have been angry about it. Um, since they released that trailer, was that two weeks ago? People have been angry about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tamaki's gotten hate. Yoshi's gotten hate. Um, it's been a thing Um, I bought it and got it sort of last night this morning depending on you know like (laughs) where you are and when you sleep Um, and I read it and it it was really quite good Uh, there's a lot of kind of universal themes as one would expect a YA children's you know comic to have sort of like mother-daughter you know we're of two worlds kind of thematic elements, Um, kids growing up origin stories kind of issues it definitely had all of that the art was great because yoshi's art is great the coloring was amazing the colors in this book just the color work was freaking incredible because you had this real dynamism between starfire Mm -hmm. and starfire's world which is bright and vivid and wonderful and a lot of mandy's friends which is you know, mildly bright and vivid and wonderful. And Mandy with her gothness.
0: <laughs> um,
1: and it, there's the contrast there. And then there's a lot of it that still comes in for Mandy because she's got like these bright, vivid green eyes uh, from her Tamarinian heritage, you know. Um, and all of that together, I think there's like one thing that I didn't just love. Um, and that's kind of like... Uh, I think that maybe won't hold up is the way they talked about college I I think maybe in the future that really won't hold up quite so well Um, but I didn't hate it you know the rest Mm -hmm. of it I think was great
0: yeah it looks great. I have not read it I know Carrie's I
1: read it
2: really quickly while (laughs) we were waiting for um, since we were up here getting ready to record and um, I really liked it Uh, Chubby Goth Girls Deserve Love is all I'm gonna say and um a lot of the people on the back who gave it like I don't know what that word is in like the literary world. Um but when they give the little quotes or yeah, fashion. the quotes yeah. on the back. Yeah. Um trung is on there, uh Grace Ellis, uh the co-creator of Lumberjanes, but most importantly for me, sorry, Trung, um, is Virgie <laughs> Tovar. She's a body positive activist. Yeah. She's like one of my favorite people. Um on instagram she's incredible and um she uh she was given an arc of this and uh and gave a little quote about it so i was super stoked because i think again it's you know we just need different voices and we need to have different um stories out there so it's pretty i thought it was good but you're right out the college thing um yeah, you're right. The and I,
1: yeah. I thought that was the thing that read most as this is being written by an adult about children mm-hmm. because children are definitely taking a different stance on like at the very beginning when Mandy is like, um, I, "I don't need to go to college." I was like, "Yes, that's yeah. how a lot mm-hmm. of kids feel now, and that's yeah. how a lot of kids are looking at their future." That felt real and right. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that she kind of turned that around at the end and maybe Mm -hmm. is going to go to college that felt weird and wrong
2: yeah that
1: that felt like our generation where where we went um not maybe like what kids would actually do
2: I thought the only thing that was maybe about again about the college uh discussion was Lincoln talks about being the children
1: the, yes, of, immigrants. of immigrants exactly yes. that was like then, they explained yeah. it but i don't yes. know if it really worked yeah yeah
0: <clears throat> i agree okay well i was gonna read it anyways but now i definitely might have to read it tonight <laughs> so no you know so I, I
1: thought it i thought it was great i really really yeah. did i i thought i thought it worked really well i i just i really liked this concept of because i think they they thought they were going to make a bad starfire and the thing is it's not starfire it's her it's mandy mm-hmm. it's yeah. what mandy thinks starfire thinks of mandy mm-hmm. it's mandy's book it's it's mandy thinks starfire thinks all these things about mandy and it seems right? like
0: obvious you know? that that's what this it's obvious even yes. when i look at the cover yeah this is what it's about
1: yes and yeah. it's 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 very much the way kids feel. You always think, not always, but at some point in your life, you think your parents hate you, but you don't live in your parents' Mm -hmm. head. Do your parents Mm -hmm. actually hate you? Some obviously do. Some people have (laughs) shit parents, Yeah. Um, but some of them do not. I still, to this day, will think, you know, like my dad hates me, but my mom constantly is like, no, your dad does not hate you. (laughs) yeah and you know like just sometimes we have miscommunication just because you don't always agree does not mean they don't like you and and that's essentially what the book is about just because you're not the same person doesn't mean Mm -hmm. your mama hates you sweetheart
2: (laughs) and and i think that's why why a books like just means like means so much to adult readers because it doesn't matter that we're in our thirties. We're still a, we're still a child of someone. Mm-hmm. And so there's something mm-hmm. to be said about that because I do think when we read like, like the, the stuff between Mandy and Starfire, I was tearing up. I was like, oh my gosh, you know, like, because you can think of moments, especially when it's a mother-daughter relationship because um, those are very, oddly specific um you it, it just I think it rings true for a lot of people regardless of your age group so I I, I agree I, I I liked it and I I thought that uh even the guy who checked me out at the cash wrap was super excited I was buying the book nice. he was like, all those fucking trolls and blah 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 blah, blah. And he's like, <laughs> I can't wait to pick up my
1: copy oh, good. and I was like this is awesome very good so we, yeah yeah so I hope guys. I hope it does super well Fuck yeah. all those assholes. I'm always exactly. happy when,
0: when when a bookseller does that because I think they're told not to like express opinions about the yes. books that people are buying. Mm-hmm. So I'm always happy when when you get that out of them. Like they're like, yeah, yeah. this is awesome. It's like, I know, I'm happy. I'm reading it. Um, all right. Well, um, I guess we can move on then to our main course. If you guys are ready. Yes. Um,
1: Let's so- talk about something far less happy yeah a little, a little more <laughs>
0: grim today uh we're talking about uh, the butcher of paris by stephanie phillips uh dean codds and jason worthy uh from dark horse um carrie yes this was your choice do you want to give a quick synopsis and also why you chose the book today
2: um okay so it's a it's um i have no notes i don't prepare like any like <laughs> darcy or brian this is horrible so i sure. apologize i
1: don't prepare either i just leave the the dock up and oh, go with that's my smart. life. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: um, i have to write notes or i will stutter you guys out of the room <laughs> so so
2: um the butcher of paris is a story about um a serial killer named marcel petois i'm assuming is how you say his name um it was during world war ii in paris He basically he took advantage of nazi-occupied um france and kidnapped stole people through dubious means and killed them and then meticulously uh butchered them and carved into them and all sorts of things um the reason i picked it is because i'm trying for the podcast itself as i am trying to stick to like a a horror, true crimey type of vibe. Um, I, I mean, we will get into it. I think uh, Stephanie Phillips is a really, really amazing author, so I was very excited that uh, they were the one who wrote this. And um, we'll talk about w- what we love and dislike about the book. But <laughs> it's uh, all you really need to know is that it's World War II, Paris, some dude killing people. And the investigation.
0: I, I think, yeah, I think that might be an uh, important thing to, to mention too. Is that it doesn't focus on the murders themselves. It focuses. on- Spoiler
2: alert! That fucking disappointed me uh, so much.
0: It focuses. Yeah, this is up, <laughs> so This is about the, more about the investigation. Yes, and, the murders have already happened. Yeah. yeah,
2: you don't get awesome, gr- like gruesome bullshit. <laughs> you get investigative bullshit, and that was one. Not-
1: i think yeah. you, you get the murder of the uh the taxidermist yes, yes. but
2: you don't we'll, we'll talk about this you guys go first okay uh
0: well um yeah i actually i think one of my favorite parts of the book okay so quick quick uh thing was i actually read this when it was coming out in 2019 um i light I was tepid I guess is probably the best word to use um I liked it but I didn't love it and I actually ended up not reading the last issue because I was kind of I had other things to buy and read so um I'm but I read the second time and I actually enjoyed it a lot more um I think probably it, it reads better as a collected edition I know I say that a lot but this is definitely one of those those situations um, I think personally, my favorite part of the book was, and we might want we'll to just talk about it a little bit is the, um, it's basically the main character of the book, which is, uh, George, Victor Massou, the, the lead investigator and his son. Um, I think their relationship was awesome. And that's, <laughs> and like how one, they, they were comparing themselves to, uh, to Sherlock Holmes mm-hmm. and Watson, and they were arguing about who's Watson, who, who's Sherlock Holmes. That was I that's pretty See, pretty I cool. hated
1: them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I found that so annoying. Okay. Uh, see, I, I like
0: the oh. whimsy of it, but I can see how that could be kind of like, yeah, you know, like... I um, get
1: it. You're detectives. Let's move <laughs> on. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: that was good. Well, I mean, um, but that's why we read these, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> i love the suck, book don't Brian. get me wrong i loved yeah. the book but that i was that joke well, was just like oh my god
0: yeah I, I thought i thought it was cute i liked it but the thing is is that well it's good that we both be, i know you and i darcy <laughs> like the book i think Karen might be a little middling on it oh yeah i thought that shit was boring okay yeah sorry <laughs> I, I really
2: i really i picked it i really wanted to like it It got super fucking boring. I was like, oh my God, I don't care. There, I understand. Okay. Okay. This is my bad. I understand that there's a whole fucking letter to the reader about the reasons why Stephanie Phillips was intrigued about the serial killer. I have nothing but respect. Brian and I, by degree, are historians. This shit's right up our alley. Well, I have a very um, compartmentalized brain where I am like, okay, I'm in research mode. I'm doing this for this. When I read a comic, it is purely for entertainment. My entertainment likes are horror shit or like YA fun shit. So yes, it can be like historically accurate, but when my mind is geared towards like, I'm going to see some fucking creepy shit and it's going to be fun and I'm going to see blood and gore. And it's like enough to where I can like turn the page and be kind of like in anticipation of it. But then I get the fucking Nazis and like this investigative, like we're going to harass women on the Metro or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was over it really quickly. I think, um, yeah, I mean, the artworks, artwork was fun I think the pops of blood were phenomenal um I do I did enjoy it for in that respect but um I it was just it was it wasn't what I was expecting and in that it was disappointing I think I set myself up for something completely different and Mm -hmm. I was disappointed that it did not deliver what I expected as a book it's really good and it's very interesting and if that's the way you take in your historical act like facts and accuracies by all means read this because it's historically accurate stephanie phillips is completely in depth um there's a picture in the beginning that she actually had um family members who served during world war ii so it's a very personal story as well and um you know um the nazis were a bunch of fucking assholes and anytime a Nazi gets shot in the head, spoiler alert, I'm all for it. So that's great. But at the same time, it's um, uh, it was not something I was expecting, but it was, uh, for what it was, it was enjoyable. It was a good way to take in information. I thought it was very well-written, artwork's cool. It's not exactly what I had wanted in a book to
0: choose. Yeah, I totally get that. You know, like if you're not getting what you expected, it can definitely sour the experience.
2: Yeah.
0: So, but um, you know, like I said, this was the second time, and I enjoyed it thoroughly more the second time. So I think probably that's also one of the reasons why I liked it because I knew it was more about not about Nazis being Nazis <laughs> and being assholes and and about the uh, detective work and how the Nazi occupation is is was just hindering everything because no one, everyone thought Petit was a sure. yeah was was a patriot was a was a was helping like a freedom fighter like, yeah helping like uh, people, but he was just taking advantage of people yeah you know? so
2: also I I found this book off of like one of those bullshit like BuzzFeed lists or something, and the person who wrote that article never talked about the amount of nazis investigative journalism that goes into it so like i was miss like misled for lack of a better term on the content of the book so whoever wrote that to you random buzzfeed author you did not sell this book as like the true nature of what it was i thought it i mean they literally didn't even talk about the book it just talked about like serial killer during world war ii fuck yeah i I mean obviously this major serial killer were like was like the nazi regime but if we're talking about like an individual who like preyed upon people in addition to the nazis then yes i want to read about them but it was not it was it just wasn't i feel like i was lied to Wow. and if you already read this you should have given me a heads
0: up well i didn't know what you were looking for in the book i literally
2: fucking told you brian i want to do all horror for this season and i give me two books and then you asked me to choose one and i chose butcher okay we'll save this marital (laughs) disagreement for after but okay you (laughs) might
1: want to you might want to switch to source point press ooh yeah they have i i've read some horror from them and they're not afraid to get a little nasty um it's it's like way less famous people you probably won't recognize anybody doing anything um but yeah they they do some cool. weird shit over there um Ooh. i we already did two for the podcast um mm-hmm. i don't know bug bites was a ya kind of horror suspense thing over there um it's not nasty it's kind of just cute um <laughs> but it's like kids horror yeah cool um but yeah go go check like out some Usta? stuff at, Kind of like goosebumps, yeah. It's it's about a little girl who, um, her grandma teaches her all this food stuff, and she meets this little friend who's like a foodie, and they get kidnapped by this monster and taken under who like turns kids into food, um, oh no. and so they've got to her they've got to go under this tree and like save them from this monster who turns children into food. It's this whole thing. It's it's, it's really good, but it's like kids horror. And yeah. then they've got all this like horror horror like we've done there's this really great silent horror comic that's like gothic horror there's this mm-hmm. really great one that's like this like seafaring horror that's like done like tattoos, like the art looks like yes, tattoos. that was good. Yeah, like that they, they it's like all this horror stuff done in like really weird and original ways. It's not necessarily oh, cool. like, like the three we've done haven't necessarily been super gory, though the C one was actually kind of like this dude got his yeah. legs chopped yeah. off and you could see you theory. could see his <laughs> dick and stuff. Like it was pretty, it was that one was pretty <laughs> fucking gruesome. Um
0: I think that was our first uh weighing in of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Cute. But um, oh no! Did we is is Maids by Katie Skelly was that also Source Point?
1: No, I, no, no. It wasn't okay. No, but that's that was a, yeah, that was something else.
0: But um, oh, and um, Bug Bites oh, is, Bug? was written and drawn by Corinne Roberts. So yeah, oh yay. Out, out about. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah, you
1: you'd, like, you'd really like Bug Bites.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, it's pretty. Funny. I'm on the website right now. So. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Darcy. You're welcome, Carolyn. You in the right
2: direction.
1: Okay. No thanks to Brian. Well. Well, I, I liked it. Um, I, I agree. It could have been gorier. I would have been perfectly fine with that. Um, Mm -hmm. if we would have started, um, or if we would have just watched like that first couple he pulled in, if we could have Mm -hmm. like seen that murder, that would have been fine. I don't need to see all like 200 people he killed, but I could have done (laughs) with like that first murder. I could have, Mm -hmm. you know, been fine with that and the taxidermist, you know, give us two. Um, But I, you know, I understood she was coming at it from a, you know, like my family was part of this and I'm a historian and whatever. So she was trying to come at it somewhat respectfully. Mm -hmm. And since I read that, you know, forward, I was kind of prepared for what we got. Uh, The only thing I didn't like was I, I found that whole, you know, like, father son thing really obnoxious and i <laughs> thought they were in it too much um and so that did kind of dampen my love for it a bit okay. uh, if if they had been in it less or if there had been only one of them uh i would have preferred it i think mm-hmm. i don't know if they're real like are they real were they i, that, fictional? I, I, meant,
0: to, I meant to look that up yeah i, I, don't I know. did too and um, i didn't so i don't have um, a clue but
1: I I, I assume one of them must be like one of the detectives there has to be some reality there there had to have been a detective who was part of it and helped to solve it and and testified in court um obviously it had to have been a little bit more theatrical for the comic because you've yes. got to have a narrator telling the story Yes. Yeah, and exactly. the narrator has to have somebody to talk to otherwise or the the detective has to have somebody to talk to you, otherwise they're talking to you and that gets even more boring yeah. but yeah. i would have preferred at this point because i found the son obnoxious okay. um you but i me, i i liked the way phrase this in a way that's not going to be taken out of context the nazis were well developed in that they were awful like when when that one the the more prominent nazi that kept showing up the most often like picked up that leg and just looked at it and wasn't Mm -hmm. the least like concerned about it yeah uh, in in the morgue like the well Mm -hmm. the way that was drawn the way the face was drawn the way that was um uh paneled the way that the dialogue that was there all of that was really well done and well scripted um i mean he was a terrible person yeah yeah there there was there was nothing there to make you think that he gave half a shit about these people and he mm-hmm. wouldn't have uh, you know you had for a half second when all the police were coming out and vomiting after seeing this house which yeah. we also uh, could have seen the inside of that house that basement which more. we didn't see we, yeah we didn't like we didn't, just, like, we didn't even see like the it. corner of that basement mm-hmm. uh, yeah. we could have seen uh, like a silhouette of the basement we didn't see that so mm-hmm. you've got all these cops coming out and vomiting and my first thought was like Nazis wouldn't give two shits but then I realized those were French cops and I was like eh, yeah maybe yeah. um but that contrasted with how much the Nazis did not care about all these body parts I was like mm-hmm. okay good they were
0: more worried they that they, they they were more after him because he was a freedom fighter yeah. or they thought he was
1: because he care. claimed to be yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. exactly. Um, so, so yeah. And I also liked the way he positioned himself at trial because that was kind of like the Richard Ramirez, you know, like everybody loved him. He was so interesting. <laughs> uh, you know, you've got all those serial killers that everybody falls in love with, with at trial because they're so charming or what the fuck ever. Um, yeah. And, and that was kind of well-played. I hated it, but you know, of course you would hate it because... <laughs> You know they're a murderer, they're guilty, whatever. But it happens constantly. People fall in love with criminals. um So I thought that was really well done.
0: And and even though he was a criminal, the public perception, you know, they thought he was um, yeah. a good guy, and well, they so they thought he, guy, fact, they thought he was, was on their side. Yeah, not necessarily a
1: good guy, but they thought he was on their side.
0: I think there was even a mention in the crowd where someone was like, "Oh, he was killing Nazis. He wasn't killing Nazis. He was he killing was killing yeah, exactly. So, you know, which they I, also
1: didn't really probably care about.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's Let's be honest. They
1: were probably also pretty 100%. racist. Yeah. So
0: um I uh, I thought it was really interesting. There's a part um where Joachim, who is head of basically head of Paris um occupation for the Nazis, and then you he gets notification that he's getting replaced yeah and Mm. then it's like this yokuna is not a sympathetic character and this was not played for sympathy but what it was played for is that like this guy is a terrible person yet he's going to get replaced by someone who's worse than him (laughs) you know like he was a good nazi you know and he was a terrible person so it's like wow you're you're like oh yeah we're gonna get someone who's you know who's who's less sympathetic and who's who doesn't care anything about this town is gonna it's gonna destroy it and it's like wasn't he already doing that
2: I think the way that I read that whole scene because it is a very interesting couple of pages um was that he wasn't efficient of a Nazi enough
1: yeah for like the
2: he was not like destroying the, it fast enough. Yeah, final, like he was wasn't a final keeping solution, the pace. You know that um, he wasn't keeping the pace that they wanted. Yeah, which you know, I always find super fascinating about like the complete like draining of humanity in the in the Nazi party. You know, it's they were a an effective killing machine Mm -hmm. i mean that's all they were and hitler was a megalomaniac megalomaniac like so like sociopath who hired megalomaniac so like sociopaths so i just find like that's what all the fucking upper people were they were just all in like insane individuals who who were working towards a like a collective idea so like that the the like those couple of pages you know and, and again it's it's set against Paris and it's beautiful and you know it's like a dinner or something and then you just kind of realize the the really drab humanity behind that whole situation it's like oh he's not killing enough people at yeah. a at a quick enough pace is, is all that is
0: the machine is not yeah a, the machine is not enough.
2: as effective
0: wow yeah that's it's it's crazy but you know what it's that's more relatable now than it was maybe like eight years ago or 10 years ago unfortunately as well Well,
2: yeah and that's what um uh, that's what stephanie mentioned in the forward did you mm-hmm. read the forward i know sometimes you gloss over that okay. yes. so, um, <laughs> so you know and she mentions that she mentions how when she was researching the story of marcel or marcel petois or
0: petio or whatever you know what he was a he he doesn't deserve to have his name (laughs) pronounced yeah
2: so so like whatever the fuck that dude um (laughs) when she was researching it she the research became so heavy for her because she started researching in 2018 2019 and being um is she is she in america did she or was is she She,
0: she's in america yeah okay
2: because you know obviously she mentions without mentioning it like when uh trump was in office and just kind of like the rhetoric that was being spewed against a lot of people and especially again as there's a lot of like vile anti-semitism that's just you know coming out for you know against jewish people in modern times you know she has a lot of Mm
0: -hmm.
2: personal um Feelings about that that she expresses and rightfully so. So, the the research that she did got heavy because this motherfucker like was killing Jews when uh when a bigger
0: problem was
2: already killing Jews. So mm-hmm. it's like I just I
0: find that and just I find that and like then praying, fascinating Printing on people at their most you know at their moments, weakest at their, their most vulnerable moment. exactly and yeah um terrible person i'm not i'm not shaking the sheets too much for saying that but yeah no Um. and and
1: that's why i think in the end i was okay with the less score less violence because of of her forward and the way that she wrote that and the way that she said it It it's like Mm -hmm. you know it was it was the history and less the violence because um because of that personal side and I think it Mm -hmm. might have been a little bit too too close almost um and and I get that it might have been too hard it might have hurt a little bit too much um but you know if you're coming at it from a true crime kind of perspective it it is a little bit different you kind of want a little bit more of that so yeah I I see where that disconnect comes from but yeah i i kind of got why she pulled back on it
2: yeah it was i mean it is really good it's a fascinating yeah. story
0: uh, i um there two one thing you know one the scene where they discover his um his torture chamber the one with the drain in the middle of the, the small room mm-hmm. and, the, and the chains on the wall Um, I think if if this was written more as a like a kind of like a a true crime gore book you would have seen a lot more it wouldn't have been as clean in that room Mm. but but then but the next part of that that whole segment I really enjoyed and that's when um, Marceau picks up the um, the mask and he starts imagining what had happened and he actually has a visceral reaction of like of like trying to stop the crime as it, as as it was occurring you know even though this was a, like kind of all in his mind mm-hmm. and how like he becomes very scratchy the artwork for him and he kind of he's kind of like fading away as the as his imagination is, is becoming a like, full color
1: I thought that I thought... was a weird choice I expected that to come back more and it did
0: <laughs> yeah no and I agree I, I think that 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 was kind of a, a motif that that happened just once and it should happen a little more often mm-hmm. but i did enjoy the the, yeah. the one time
2: so i mean it really made the devil's mask mm. um a prominent feature in that scene yeah yeah and which as a reader i was like "Ooh, is it haunted Ooh, is it possessed like we see it like you know like i wanted i i almost wanted more of like a backstory behind the like
0: you wanted to think- i wanted
2: to know why he was having like a fucking freak out about the devils because about the devil's mask because a hardened investigator like masu or whatever his name is with a son sidekick he should have been more hardened <laughs> and not such a
1: and not they, they do come back to it a little bit with that uh-huh. with his previous that previous serial killer he came on to like he was oh, having a right. he was having a a little bit of a reminder of that previous serial killer um that he couldn't get answers for or whatever and right he's gonna have a son and that his, his but,
2: watson to <laughs> his
0: sherlock
1: right but it, it wasn't well connected i agree no it wasn't yeah
0: yeah and, and i think um this was one of stephanie phillips first comics as well um mm-hmm. uh, and so but like you know it, it it was a very valiant like early effort though I, oh I, it's
2: it's phenomenal um, yeah i mean I, it's it's a phenomenal I book i do
0: have a question for you both um okay the whole scene so in the beginning of the book uh when when uh marcel pettitois um, yeah, I can't do French. Time. I'm never gonna help. Um, <laughs> um, when he's the the couple that came for his help, and the, the one he makes comment of the the piece of jewelry that yes, she's wearing. I know what you're talking yeah. about. And and then later, his when wife they, has when the they, necklace. Exactly. They apprehend the wife, and she has the necklace on. Does that mean she was complicit, or does that mean she, you know she was kind of like a victim as it well? It could have been yeah. either.
1: It it yeah. still could have been either. But I mean, it, I think she probably knew. I mean, but it, it yeah. he also could have just given her that necklace.
2: Reading the foreword, mm-hmm. st- you know, Stephanie, we're on 1st we're on first, base, <laughs> first name basis now. She
0: killed comics. So um, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, that's right, she did. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> she makes a mention. She makes a a very a very definite point that the comic is not just about the brutality of the Nazis it's not just about the brutality of this particular serial killer mm. it's about the brutality of complicity like yeah complicity yeah and how there are very many there are there's a lot of people who are as who are as guilty in a crime because of their complicity in something mm. than in addition to the people that actually commit it yeah so when you see the wife running with the son in the metro or whatever and then like the nazis come and she's like oh no and then you see her with that gorgeous necklace, and you—that's—and that's what bothered me too. That's the only key
1: that we got to that very first couple getting murdered mm-hmm. was the fucking necklace on the wife. See, that for me was the more—not necessarily that she knew about the murders, but—and she could have. I'm—I'm I'm not necessarily saying she didn't, but. He was taking all these Jewish people's last dime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I it's not just your money. I have to have that necklace too mm-hmm. to get them out. And there were a lot of people that you know like took everything from these people to get mm-hmm. them out. Mm-hmm. Um and that was really shady business too. So also complicity in and, and like that way. Yes. So yeah, he, he, he was scum before he started killing people so yeah. yeah
0: the whole mayor mayor thing i gotta keep that from being mayor because he yeah. was corrupt because of the and, fraud
1: yeah. so i i don't necessarily know that she knew about the murders but she definitely knew he was an asshole yeah and that
2: he was taking advantage of people
1: yeah yeah
2: mm-hmm. because i will i will say this on air if unless brian tells me to my face I murdered someone I need you to help me Doesn't okay work. that then yeah. my loyalties as a wife will probably kick in mm-hmm. but if I get fucking taken in to custody by the cops and they're like we need to know what your husband did," I'm like what did that motherfucker do I will tell you anything <laughs> you, <laughs> you want to know right now because you didn't keep me in on in the loop so when she protests the cop like like must, uh because jod is there and then um Sherlock goes in to say like oh I'm so sorry let me take over the investigation and he's asking her like well what do you know about your husband she immediately protests like 100% his innocence and I'm like
1: no roll on that motherfucker
2: yeah Yeah. I'm like "If, if you take my kid away from me and I'm trying like I know the shit's like gonna hit the fan and I'm trying to run and you separate me from my kid and you're taking my pretty ass necklace I'm gonna I'm going to say
1: anything I need to say to get
2: out. Mm-hmm. So, what we'll uh, if he's only get you so far.
1: On yeah. the flip side of that, if she does know he's a scary fucking martyr, she could be afraid of her life.
0: That's true, too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And yeah,
1: yeah,
0: you're right. Well, um, a lot, one last thing I have written down here, I and mean, it might be actually one of the reasons why you thought this could be a lot more bloody, was the covers by The Dave covers of bloodiest
1: spot they're yeah, amazing he, so they're so great i covers. the mm-hmm. black
0: white and red i mean he does that a lot like he, like he did it for bruce wayne murderer back in the early 2000s great covers
1: he, yes, and, those yeah yeah i
0: have that on a t-shirt i loved that, that the 10 that cent adventure shirt. that was a great great cover and um the good the good asian right now that he's doing the covers for that and then they're also black white and red and so that's definitely his medium and but these books i mean like the the reds definitely blood the you know like the 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 guillotine on the um on on the the, oh what's the tower tower Tower, the big tower
1: the big (laughs) tower that that big tower that everybody knows about yeah if we have any parisian listeners i am so sorry yeah no god we don't there's no way they've left if there were ever one they're <laughs> I know, gone. I know.
0: Well, hopefully our, our Belgian listener doesn't mind <laughs> yeah. the, 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 about us disparaging their neighbors to the south um but um so so yeah i i really enjoyed his his covers uh and yeah um and it definitely it definitely gave more of that vibe that there was going to be about a creepy murder like and like and there was gonna be more blood and 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 gore in it and probably if he had done the interior not saying the interior wasn't bad was bad i enjoyed enjoyed the interior it was perfect art in my opinion for what kind of story it was Mm -hmm. but it's definitely
1: a different tone the exterior and interior
0: exactly it it definitely is and it would have been a different story if he had done the interior as well Mm. okay well do you guys have any other things yeah
2: it was good go buy the book
0: All right. Well, I guess we'll move on then to our last part uh, of the show, which is our discussion part here. And Darcy, uh, do you want to kind of lead us in?
1: Um, sure. I guess. Uh, do we want to? (laughs) We did. Uh, Starfire. Yeah. Go ahead and take.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We can, we can, we can do this. We can do some other time if you want to.
1: Okay i know we were trying to keep it under so
0: yeah 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 we can we can definitely do it next time okay. so so stay tuned everyone Ooh, mystery okay. mystery
1: i mean it's not this one isn't time sensitive so no it's not um no. we we took time on starfire so we'll we'll yeah. just go ahead and we'll go, keep we'll, it we'll, keep time uh, keep time under not do too yeah. long a podcast this time
0: mm-hmm. and we will talk about it next time okay so i guess i will then pull out my final words here <laughs> i don't know please rephrase that from now on pull out my final words <laughs> yeah yeah okay. so well we have reached the end of our show <laughs> and thank you to everyone as always uh for listening to the show uh, email us any questions or comments at comicsdeservebetter at gmail.com uh, instagram and twitter is at cdbpod and uh, websites comicsesarebetter.wordpress.com where you can request a subject for a future show. Uh, and also, um, don't forget to follow rate, tell our friends about the podcast. And Darcy, where can we find you?
1: I am at books underscore serial on Twitter and booksandserial.wordpress.com. Uh, most recently, I have just been uh, lamenting the fact that I can no longer complain about uh, Batman Unburied, DC's <laughs> upcoming uh, podcast because they cast Winston Duke and I love him as mm-hmm. Batman uh, and uh, Wastelanders Old Man Star Lord finished uh, today uh, a couple of days ago yes. when you listened to this
0: mm-hmm. uh, it
1: was fantastic Great ending. We finally
0: got Doom. <laughs>
1: Great ending. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, so it's bridging to the next series, which I think is probably going to be Logan. It sounds like it's going to Logan okay. based on who they talk about at the end. I think, I think personally, but maybe it'll go Hawkeye or Grey Widow. I kind of am hoping it's going to go Grey Widow, personally, but I don't think, based on the ending of that, it's going Grey Widow. Yeah,
0: but, I got yeah. I got a Hawkeye vibe or, a, or an X-Men vibe, so yeah, I could see it being logan or hawkeye most yeah probably so so we'll see i'm, um, hope,
1: I'm hoping they skip and, and go to gray widow because she's the one we haven't really heard anything about
0: yeah well is actually that, they
1: said she was dead
0: hmm. oh is, is that is that natasha is that,
1: mm-hmm. oh okay. yeah uh, they cool. they said natasha died like episode three or four they said and all the, they listed all but, the people that died natasha was one of them but gray Widow's in the list but she's a spy so she's, she's natasha fucking everything. romanoff she does also die.
0: she's died many times so there's there's a whole room full of clones there's of a natasha whole room Romanoffs.
1: full of clothes
0: <laughs> so, they set those yeah. on
1: fire or something didn't they, they i did think so yeah but, but, she but, yeah. killed i think she killed them
0: all <laughs> mm-hmm. which but you know i mean yeah I, I i would i'm excited i i finally caught up um on everything today and and yeah i was very pleasantly surprised and i Visceral reaction. I actually got teary-eyed when when some, when, I know, when
1: that thing happened. That you're yeah, not going to say out loud. Yeah. Yes, me too. I was
0: about to say it. <laughs> Thank you. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. When the, there's a, there's definitely a moment that I wasn't expecting myself to actually be emotionally invested in, and they they played it perfectly, and I, I mm-hmm. definitely got a little verklempt at the end. Yeah. And uh, but it was very good. Yeah, um, I liked it. Oh, oh um, so. I actually, for the website, I, I actually came up with an idea. I want to um, start writing maybe quick reviews about the comics I read over the week. And I was going to make a page on our, our website to kind of just, you know, have a little more like traction with independent comics and, and and stuff. So the reason why I'm saying it now is that if anyone else is interested in writing reviews, let me know. <laughs> and we can put them on on the uh the website as well
1: sounds good so just awesome.
0: contact me as well so and all right well carrie do you want to get out your socials or your instagram today
2: instagram underscore staff rico underscore it's basically my account for our dog johnny <laughs>
0: that's all okay and well i'm at the 2814 on twitter and bridegine underscore cb on instagram And so for Darcy and Carrie, I'm Brian, and this has been the Comics Deserve Better podcast. And remember, as always, comics deserve better, and everyone deserves comics.
1: Bye, everyone. Bye. Goodbye.
0: Bye. Oh, I haven't started yet. Oh, I did. (laughs) okay no worries let me hit I can't get rid of this little thing you want to get rid of the square yeah thank you you're welcome okay record okay all right pulling the script on my doc. all right ready three two one